kidding. Look, it's the airplane, and it's got a, and it's got a ladder, a, a baseball bat. What's a baseball bat doing on an airplane? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, it seems. Where's Yeah, we know where the location he was in. Let's go there. I still wonder why the person who who first flew this airplane, uh, uh, first flew this airplane, wanted to play baseball in flight. Oh boy, look, this is the location he was in. What's all this smoke doing? Ah, I know what this baseball bat is useful for. <laughs> Goodbye, smoke. Oh, look, there's a figure coming up the ladder. Is that Miles? <gasps> I think it is Miles. Ah, I just knocked him on the head. Deserve it. I knocked you in the head. Yeah, well, um, yeah. By the way, don't we have to figure out all of the toad stuff? Toad stuff? Well, we're heading to the Florida Ever. Well, Keen set a course for the Florida Evergoods. We're going to learn some frogs and toads. King, can this plane go any faster? Of course we'd already be there by now if this plane was going to speed of light. Seems like this plane has it seems like this plane has a has an has has a broken has a has a has a broken autopilot on it so you can take your hands off whatever Oh, whatever the wheel on it is called. Oh, that doesn't feel like a good idea, but I don't care. Oh, look, here come the Everglades. Oh, boy. We're about to crash! Oh, we crashed. But in the best possible spot. Now we got all the frogs and toads we could ever want. Keen, why don't you stay here and try to fix the plane? Okay. All right. Ooh, look, I already found an American toad. Let's have some stats on the American toad. All right. Do you want to do the stats? No. Let me see here. I wish this field got at a better table of contents. There are a few things at every time. Oh, by the way, I finished the plane, although the nose seems unfixable with what we have here. Which just means it will be as aerodynamics, which increases our chances of crashing. No big deal. Increases our chances of crashing. Crashing. Go back there and fix it with some pipe rings or something. I don't care. Okay. All right, all right. Just ha just stats on the American toad. This may take a while. The Eastern American toad is a medium-sized toad, usually rounding in size from three inches to a record four inches. The color and pattern is somewhat variable, ex especially for females. Skin color can change depending on habitat colors, humidity, stress, and temperature. Colors range from yellow to brown to black, from solid colors to speckled. Their breeding habits are very similar to the fowler's toad. The, the call or voice of the breeding male is a high trill lasting 6 to 30 seconds, similar to a ringing telephone. They hibernate during the winter. The Eastern American toad has spots that contain only one to two warts. It also has enlarged warts on the tibia or lower or or. or or lower leg below the knee, while the belly is usually spotted in some areas there are, and is generally more so in the forward half in some rare individuals, 
them in some rare, rare individuals there may be few or no spots. The subspecies of the American toad has no or very little markings on it. The spades on the back leg are black. Sometimes of the subspecies have a more perversive uh, red and deep brown color, many with red words on their bodies. Also, Eastern American toads have more paratide glands that are the same color as the surrounding skin. I think that means that they have poison glands. The glands don't usually have any patterning on them. Other species that may be confused with the Eastern American toad are the flower's toad, which has three or more wa uh, words in the largest dark spots, and in the far west of its range of Woodhouse's toad. Flower's toads can be difficult to identify in comparison to the Eastern American toad, but one difference is that it never has a with larger uh, is that what's is 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 um is uh let's see is that it never has a spotted belly and both canine crests touch the parrot to glands. Also, flowers toads are very fast hoppers, bursts of five to ten fast hops. Comparison to the eastern toads, lethargic, casual hopping and walking when emote. A locomotion. In the Eastern American toad, these crests almost never touch the paratube glands, which secrete bufotoxin, a poisonous substance meant to make the toad unpalatable to potential predators. Bufotoxin is a mild poison in comparison to that of other poisonous toads and frogs, but it can irritate human eyes and mucous membranes, and it is dangerous to smaller animals such as dogs when ingested. American toads require a semi-permanent freshwater pond or pool with shallow water in which to breathe to gather their water supplies in times of drought as a routine and for the early development. They also require dense patches of vegetation for cover and hunting grounds. Given these two things and a supply of insects for foods, American toads can live almost everywhere ranging from forests to flat grassland. Females when caught are silent and easily tamed, adapting to terranium life readily while the smaller males are readily communicative. Smaller males do not adapt well to terranium life and should be released after a few days of observation. Adult toads are mostly nocturnal, the juveniles are often aboard by day. When it rains, the toads will come become active and become observed robustly. Worms and insects leaving their burrows and walking in front of an opportunist toad. These toads are creatures of habit. Once they have a certain area, they prefer to live within an acre of wooded forest with water in proximity for soaking a home of cool wedges and window wells. They commonly seek cover in burrows under boardwalks, flatstones, boards, logs, wood piles, or other cover. When cold weather comes, these toads dig backwards and bury themselves in the dirt of their summer homes or they may choose another site in which to hibernate. Their diet includes crickets, mealworms, earthworms, ants, spiders, slugs, centipedes, moths, and other small invertebrates. Some of these toads have been known to live over 30 years, and currently a female specimen over 14 centimeters long is living healthily into her late fruities. Another female toad of 17 centimeters is is known to have existed in Wisconsin from Washington Island on Lake Michigan. The Eastern American toad may be confused with the Canadian toad in the area which where they overlap, but the Carnara class of the American toad do not uh, do not join to form raised boss bump like they do in the Canadian toad. Its range also overlaps with the southern toads, but this species Carnival crass formed two unique knobs. That was a lot of information. Wait, 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 wait. Last time I caught one of these, I looked like I had just jumped in a pool and I released it. I also drank like toad yeah, juice. I, I know. Okay. Release the toads! Goodbye, American toad! And let's see what else we can find in these Florida Everglades. All right, 
we're going further deeper into the southern Florida wilderness, but it hasn't gotten very swampy yet, surprisingly. But there is flowers toads everywhere. Let's look at the flowers toad. This is the shortest description I've ever seen. Flowers toad is usually brown, gray, olive green, and rust red in color with darkened wordiest spots. If the toad has a pale stripe on its back, of it, it, it's an adult. The belly is usually uniformly white, except for one dark spot. The male may be darker in overall color th than the female. The adult toad is typically two to three uh, inches in head body length. The toad pulls oval with a long tail and upper and lower fins um, and is 0.39 to 0.55 inches long. Bower's toad is a species of toads in the family Bufundae. This species of toad is native to North America, where it occurs in most of the eastern United States and parts of adjacent Canada. It was previously considered a subspecies of the Woodhouse's toad. Or, um, uh, the Woodhouse's toad. It's no longer considered a subspecies of the Woodhouse's toad. Good to know. Alright. Oh boy, more swamp! Oh boy, we've got some actual swamp coming up. Now this is where we have a chance to really see some frogs. Hmm. We're starting to get to some swamp here. Yeah, but it seems like there's still some trees. And look at that tree! A gray tree frog! Miles, that's in the gray tree frog. You're right. Yeah. It is. Pretty cool find. Stats of the gray tree frog? Yep, coming up. As the scientific name implies, gray tree frogs are variable in color. Oh, maybe. Only to our ability to camouflage themselves in gray to green, depending on substrate when they're sitting. The degree motivates their variety. They, the degree molting vary. They can change from nearly black to nearly white. They can change at a slower rate than a chameleon. One aspect that is unique to this frog to appear is that its legs feature a dark bandish pattern which is then contrast sharply with the black marked bright yellow or orange underside of its arms. Dead tree, gray tree frogs and ones in unnatural surrounding are predominantly gray. The female does not call and has a white throat. However, the male does call and can show a black, gray, or brown throat during breeding season. The female is usually larger than the male. It is important to know when trying to identify this frog that the appearance, appearance at a younger age is similar to others at, of the same species. But as a, the frog increases in age, Appearances vary. They are relatively small compared to the northern North American frog species, typically attain no more than 1.5 to 2 inches. Their skin has a lumpy texture to it, giving them a warty appearance. That is pretty cool. Yeah, but there's another tree frog that that needs to be found. Look, the other tree frog, a green tree frog. Miles, you want to see? Sure. Awesome color, huh? Yeah, awesome color. Let's give him some stats. The frog is green, medium-sized, and up to two and up to two inches long. Their bodies are usually green in shades ranging from bright yellowish olive to lime green. The change, uh, the color can change depending on lighting or temperature. 
all patches of gold or white may occur on the skin, and they also have a white, pale yellow, or cream-colored lines running from their jaws or upper lips to their groans. They have small skins. They have smooth skin and large toe pads. Their abdomens are pale yellow to white. Males have wrinkled throats, indicating the vocal pouch, and are slightly smaller than females. These frogs are found in the central and southeastern United States with a geographical range from the eastern shore of Maryland to southeast Florida, with populations as far west as central Texas and as far north as Delaware and southern New Jersey. These frogs are considered monotypic, but uh, but whatever, let's see what monotypic in biology, monotypic taxon is a taxonomic group that contains only one immediate of it that we don't know that. But quinal variation has been absorbed from forward and north along the Atlantic coastal plain. This possibly attributed to the result of strong selective selection and or drift. Green tree frogs prefer habitats with plentiful flow and flowing and floating vegetation, grasses, and cantails, and are often found in small ponds, large lakes, marshes, and streams. They can also be found at night in backyard swimming pools. Interesting. What a frog. What day frog. Miles, don't you think this is a lot more swampy? Miles, don't you think this is getting a lot more swampy? Yes, I do. I look, there's a cricket frog. A cricket frog? But it's so tiny. Well, I guess that's why they called it a cricket frog. Let's go over some stats. Cricket frogs, a genus Acris, are small North American frogs of uh, of uh, of the family Heuidae. They occur in northern Mexico, the USA, east of the Rocky Mountains, and southern Ontario, Canada. They are more aquatic than other members of their of the family, and are generally associated with permanent bodies of water with surface vegetation. This is quite an important aspect of their survival is adult cricket frogs suffer high mortality rates when submerged in poorly oxygenated water, typically less than 24 hours on average, and water that is well, some weird measurement. The common and scientific names refer to their call, which resembles that of a cricket. Yeah, so they're not called a cricket frog because they're small. Seems like they would be small, though. The... Uh, the uh, the common and scientific names for Herodia College resembles that of a cricket. Most the two popular subspecies are A. cipertinus and A. gross. A. cipertinus are found in mesic wetlands as well as X. zurich grasslands, whereas A. gross is concentrated in mesic wetlands. Cricket frogs are able to communicate and attract each other. Using a specific frequency as their mating call, that it can only, that can only be heard by members of the same population. Cricket frogs from other locals are unable to orally process the new frequency, causing for genetic differentiations from the species. Hmm. Let's see how big one is. Let's see. Southern cricket frog. Um. Oh, they're only 1.5 inches. They're extremely small. We're right afterwards, but that's not why they're called a cricket frog. Alright, definitely water. Definitely water now. So, walking along the shorelines. Ooh, Miles, you see that big American bullfrog? Want to try to catch it? Oh, yeah! Oh, man. That was a big... That was a big splash. Hey, Miles, did you catch the bullfrog? Yes, but I found a squirrel in it. I think it's a little bit
It's not one of my pranks. Well, I'll just take it out. And this for the American Bullfrog. The American Bullfrog, often simply known as the Bullfrog in Canada and the United States, is a member of the family Rain Rain Day or True Frogs. This frog has an this frog has an olive green back and side fluffs with brownish markings and whitish belly spot it was gray with yellow or gray. The upper lip is often bright green. The males have yellow throats. It is it typically inhabits large permanent bodies of water, such as swamps, ponds, and lakes. It can also reside along smaller creeks and streams, where it usually is found along the water's edge. Bullfrogs can occasionally be found inhabiting urban areas near ditches and culverts. The male, the male bullfrog defends its territory during breeding and season. His call is is reminiscent to the roar of a bull. Which gives the frog its name, the, its common name. This frog is native to southern and eastern parts of the United States, Canada, but has been but has been widely introduced across other parts of North, Central, and South America, South America, Western Europe, and parts of Asia. And in some areas, is regarded as an endangered, as a invasive species. Or a pest. Okay. All right, you done your stats in the American Bullfrog, but get ready to see some more frogs along the water today. <laughs> I'm going to play a, a trick on Miles. Here's a remote control green frog. <laughs> Miles, look, a green frog. You think you can catch it? Yeah. Jump, and jump, and I added turbo boosters. <laughs> hey, Miles, look, evidently a green frog thought your head was whole. You've got a green frog on your head. What kind of frog? All uh, the frogs are green. No, but there's one specific one called the green frog. Oh, gotcha. And now that's what I call catching a green frog. All right, now for stats. Let's see. The, the green frog is a species of frog native to eastern North America. The two subspecies are the bronze frog and the northern green frog. This species is a mid-sized true frog. Adult green frogs range from two to three inches in body length. It's not to vent, excluding the hind legs. The typical body weight of this species is from 28 to 85 grams, which is 0 0.99 to, uh, to, to, uh, f uh, to three ounces. The sexes are sexually dimorphic. In many ways, mature females are typically larger than males. The male tipanium is twice the a, a diameter of the eye, whereas in females the tympanium diameter is about the same and, and that of the eye. And males have bright yellow throats. Oops. The dorsal ridges prominent seam-like folds, skin folds that runs down the sides of the backs distinguish the green frog from the bullfrog, which entirely relaxes them. Green frogs are usually have green heads, while the body is, is brown, gray, or dark green. The green head can be more or less prominent on certain individuals, with some frogs only having green on the side of their heads, while other frogs 
a, a green, uh, while other frogs are green all the way uh, down the back. The belly is white with black molting. Male green frogs in breeding condition have yellow throats. Green frogs are darkly colored on on uh, on colder days to help absorb heat. Green frogs can sometimes be blue due to a genetic uh, mutation known as a a azanthidium that and prevents the frog from producing yellow pigments. Yellow and blue pigments together make the color green. Interesting. Want to release our green frog friend, Miles? I'll think about it. Seriously, Miles, it's not a question. You have to release him. He's a wild animal. Okay. Well, see you later. All right, then. All right, then. But, uh, but you haven't seen anything yet. There are more frogs waiting to be found on this northern Florida swamp. Ooh, look, a southern, uh, a southern leopard frog. Hey, Miles, what's with this one? Uh, seriously, Miles, I was about to tell you that we should leave this, this one, this one alone. But I guess while we're at it, let's give it, let's give, let's give the stats of the southern leopard frog. The southern leopard frog, or the southern leopard frog, is a species of true frog. It is native to eastern North America from from Kansas to New York to Florida. It is also an introduced species in some areas. This frog is up to is uh, is up to 14 centimeters long. It is green or brown in color with a yellowish ridge along each side of the back. Rounded dark spots occur on the back and sides. A white spot is seen on each eardrum. The male has larger forelimbs than the female. The breeding Male's vocal sacs are spherical when inflated. The call is described as a ratchet-like trill, chuckling croak, or a squeaky balloon sound. <laughs> the larva is molded with their eyes positioned on the top of the head. It grows to it grows to be a 7.6 centimeters in length before maturing. The female lays an egg mass called a baseball uh, that is baseball size when close to hatching time and contains up to 1,500 eggs. This frog lives in many types of shallow freshwater habitat and sometimes sweat in slightly blackish water. It is usually found close to the water, but it can stay in dry wind for long periods of time. During warmer months, it moves away from the water for most of the time. It is mostly nocturnal, but can be active during the day and the night, especially during rainfall. It breeds in the winter and spring and sometimes in the fall, Heavy periods of rainfall trigger breeding. The egg mass is connected to aquatic vegetation. It typically nests uh, uh, communally in cooler weather and individually in warmer weather. Eggs hatch in four days in, uh, to nearly two weeks. The tadpoles take 50 to 75 days to develop up, uh, to adulthood. In northern parts of its range, it is dormant during the winter months. If, during which time it remains in well oxygenated, unfrozen water bodies. Southern leopard frogs feed primarily on insects, crayfish, and other invertebrates. They forage in upland areas during the summer. This frog is widespread across eastern North America, especially the southeast. It is the most common frog in Florida and several other regions. It is an introduced species in the Bahamas and at two locations in California. Southern leopard frogs are believed to have been introduced to Prado flood control, flood control basin via a shipment of aquatic fauna to Chino Gun Club in 1929 or 1940. They are now common in areas of the basement undergoing urbanization. A second established population of the species in California is now sus suspected following the March 2016 discovery of two female leopard frogs in the same Joe Quinn River just northwest of Frinzo on the border between Maria and Frinzo counties. Okay. Interesting. Alright, I think there's one more frog we should see in Florida before Keen gets a uh, before Queen hopefully has a plane up and running and we can go elsewhere.
Stats in the pickerel frog. Now, it might take a little while to look this up. Pickerel frog. Here it is. The pickerel frog is a small North American frog characterized by the appearance of seemingly hand drawn squares on its dorsal surface. The pickerel frog is a medium-sized gray or tan frog marked with 7 to 21 irregular rectangular dark brown spots, which are orientated in two columns down its back. The distinctive rectangular spots oh of the pickerel frog may blend together to form a long rectangle along its back. All other frogs have circular spots. In addition, pickerel frogs have prominent uh, dorsoradal uh, ridges that are unbroken. Another important distinguishing mark is the yellow or is the orange or yellow okay. flash pattern found on the inner surface of the hind legs of pickerel frogs. The frog must be picked up to examine this as the legs cover the coloration otherwise. The plains rubber frog exhibits this coloration as well, but the dorsolateral ridges are, are interrupted and inset medially in that species. The front toes of pickerel frogs are not webbed. More frogs are characteristic for some frogs of the genus Reina and some frogs in the genus Swiftbaits. This allows those pickerel frogs to be fit for a traditional way. Okay. Wait, what? Urban, Urban, I want to go check on keys. Um, see if we can find any frogs near the plane. Um, oh, actually, I think Keen's finished doing the plane. So it's time for a crash course in frogs of the USA and Canada. We're in Canada! Yay! Hey, look! A mink frog! Oh, good! The mink frog is a small species of frog native to the United States and Canada. They are so named for their scent, which reportedly smells like a mink. The, the scent is more akin to that of rotting onions to those unfamiliar with mink. It is also sometimes referred to as the north frog. The mink frog is a small frog growing to uh, going from one to three inches. The dorsum is generally green in color with darker green and brown blotching, and the belly is a cream, yellow, or white. They are sexually dimorphic in that males typically have a bright yellow colored throat, while females have a white colored throat, and the tip panium of the male is larger than the eye, while the females are smaller than or the same size as the eye. The frogs have a pale colored underside and bright green lips. The mink frog is predominantly aquatic, living among the vegetation, especially among lily pads and ponds, swamps, and streams around wooded areas. They feed on a wide variety of things, including spiders, snails, beetles, and other invertebrates. As tadpoles, they consume primarily Algae and decaying plant matter. Hey, Miles, I found a wood frog. That's cool. I'll try and catch it. Wait, what? One, two, three. Boom. I got it, I got it, I got it, I don't got it. Ah, oh, got it. It got away. First well, of all, that should have been easy. And second of all, why don't you just give us stats of the wood frog? All right. The wood frog has a broad distribution. Um, the wood frog has a broad distribution over North America, extending from the boreal forest of north to the southern Appalachians, with several notable distinct populations, including lowland eastern north california the wood frog has garnered attention by biologists over the last century because of its freeze tolerance relatively great degree of blah 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 for granted interesting habitat associations peat bogs vernal pools and uplands and relatively low 
That's pretty cool. Let's see if there's more of a description. Did it mention that the wood frog can freeze solid into an ice block? It just did. Here, I'll read it. Similar to northern frogs that enter dormancy close to the surface in soil or leaf and or leaf litter, wood frogs can tolerate freezing of their blood and other tissues. See? Oh, okay. Continue reading if there's any more to read. Well, they eat a small variety of forest in forest floor invertebrates, omnivores and tadpoles. Feed on plant detritus and algae and also attack and eat eggs and larvae of amphibians, including those of wood frogs. Alright, that's all. Okay. We've encountered enough for bigger and better things. Hey, now we're in Texas. There's a toad. Oh, look, a red spotted toad. Oh, the red spotted toad is a toad in the family Bufidon, at Bufidae, found in the southwestern United States and northwestern Mexico. It is a small toad species growing gr growing to one to three inches in length. It has a flattened head and body of a light gray olive reddish dorsum with reddish or orange skin glands. It is whitish or buff venter with, uh, with or without faint dark spotting and rind paratrude glands. The snap is pointed. The juvenile toad looks similar to the adult but has more prominent vendral spotting and the undersides of its feet are yellow. The male red-spotted toad has a dusky throat and, oh, and develops adult pads during the breeding season. Earth to Irvin, are you going to read off of your notepad or are you going to actually examine the toad which I have successfully caught? You, this is the last, this is the last frog or toad you're catching. Okay, well, aren't you going to examine it to get some information? Yeah, it looks like a juvenile because it's got yellow feet. But hey, Miles, get this. I found a, I found and caught a western toad. You found a western toad? All right. But you do be aware of the bufo toxin and wash your hands after you handle one. Now can we have stats now can we have stats on the Western Toad, please? Yeah. The Western Toad formerly Bufo Boreas is a large toad species between five point six and thirteen centimeters, two point two and five point one inches long. Native to Western North America. A boris is frequently encountered during the wet season on roads or near waters at other times. It can jump a considerable distance for a toad. Breeding occurs between March and July in mountain area, mountainous areas and as early as January in lower elevation regions. The female lays up to 17,000 eggs stuck to the strips of adhere to, uh, to vegetation and other objects along the water. There's nothing else here. I don't see why there's nothing else here. Well, I'll just take a few notes and bam! Ira, you might be intrigued by the fact, by the fact that I found a huge, uh, critically endangered Houston toad that you can't handle because it's critically endangered. Okay, I'm also intrigued that there's an anaconda back there. Wait, I'm what? Going... There are no anacondas in Texas. Oh wait, oh wait, I think I just realized something. We're looking for toads in the middle of a zoo. Toad. 
That's yeah. where. That's why there's an anaconda right there. And see if I can feed a zookeeper to it. <laughs> mm, okay, but first, why don't we do stats on the Houston Ted? No, no, I insist. All right, let's see what happens when you feed when you feed the zookeeper to a green anaconda. It's four thirty p.m. So I'm just going to go feed the zookeeper to the green anaconda, and then I'll go back home and have a nice snack and maybe go on a creek walk. Anyhow, that went well. We should be running by now because there are there is an angry mom and zookeepers, including the one that's missing an arm. Oh, oh, good. We're we're running. Fortunately, that we escaped into this desert. We escaped into this desert, and there are still and there are still Houston toads here. The male Houston toad grows to two to three inches when mature, with the female being larger and bulkier. Although generally brown and speckled, their color can range from black to uh, to purplish gray, sometimes with green patches. The toads typically live two to three years and create burrows for protection from the cold in the winter and the hot, dry conditions of the summer. They are nocturnal and feed on insects and small invertebrates. During February and March, the male emits a high, clear trill by distending a vocal sac on its throat in hopes of attracting a mate. A female will choose a male based on certain characteristics of his call. Small isolated pools and ponds are the toad's main breeding grounds. Urban, urban. Is it called like this? Actually, it probably is something like that. All right, a female. I'm gonna go to the creek and see if I can attract any toads. Okay. Well, you while well, you're off playing, I'll I'll cover the the last stats of the Houston toad. A, a female toad will be seven pounds on eggs and strands that are fertilized externally by the mate by the male as they're laid. The eggs hatch within seven days, and tadpoles take between 15 to 100 days to turn into little toads. The toadlets then leave the breeding pond and begin to forage for prey such as ants, beetles, and moles. They move by making short hops. Since they cannot usually outrun their predators, such as snakes, turtles, large birds, raccoons, and other frogs, the toads have developed special coloration and rough skin to camouflage themselves. Also, their skin secretes chemicals that are distasteful and sometimes poisonous to predators. In addition to protecting the Houston toad from being eaten, some of those chemicals have proven useful me medicines to treat health, heart, and nervous disorders in in humans. Hey, Miles, it took so long, but I found this couch's spadefoot toad. Do you have any stats on the couch's spade, spadefoot toad? Sorry, but I couldn't find any. There are no stats on on the couch's spadefoot toad. I couldn't find any in my notebook. There might be in yours, but I don't control your notebook. All right, I better look it up then. Let's see. Let's see. Through the pages, Irvin, like always. Ugh. Irvin, it's right there. Don't pass it. Oh, yes. Let's see. The Countess Spadefoot Toad, or Countess Spadefoot, is a species of North American Spadefoot Toad. The specific, uh, specific Countess is in honor of American naturalist. A Nash couch who collected the first specimen while on a personal expedition to northern Mexico to collect plant, mineral, and animal specimens for the Smithsonian Institute. Unlike 
other toads, which have two horizontal pupils, spaced with toads of, uh, of vertical pupils. On the underside of the hind foot is a large dark spade that goes spade, but toads are dead. These creatures grow to be 3.5 inches in length. These spades are used by the toads to burrow into the ground to prevent water loss and hide from predators. There are two spade foot species in the Sonoran Desert of Arizona and California. Patch of spade foot toad has a sickle shaped spade, while the western spade foot toad has a rounded spade. Spadefoots are not true toads. Alright, that was a good trip to Texas, but there might be even better things to come. Alright. Miles, stop that. Reptile World is sponsored by the Steinwald Bookstore. Need a good book? Go to the Stein wall uh, Steinwald a uh, uh, Steinwald a uh, bookstore which will be uh, which will be opening soon certain books uh, certain uh, certain books are already are already being are already being published and 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 could perhaps be be available soon Worm. In the temperate rainforest of the Pacific Coast, aren't we, Miles? Wait, where is Miles? Uh, left me a note in the helicopter. I actually did want to go home and have a snack. Hmm, that's what it says. Hope you find. Hope you have good, uh, good frog finds. Hmm. Well, I think I will. Ooh, a Pacific tree frog. Now, just let me look up the stats of the Pacific tree frog. Uh, right. A Pacific tree frog, also known as the Pacific Chorus Frog, has a range spanning the Pacific Northwest from Northern California, Oregon, and Washington to British Columbia and Canada and extreme southern Alaska. They live from sea level to more than 10,000 feet over many types of habitats that reproduce in aquatic settings. They occur in many shades of greens and browns and can change colors over a series of hours and weeks. Hmm. The Pacific Tree Frog. Um, uh, grows up to two inches from snout to ural style. The males are usually smaller than the females and have a dark pattern of throats. The dark patch is a vocal sac which stretches out when the male is calling. Pacific tree frogs can be a number of different colors including green, tan, reddish, gray, brown, cream, and black, but most are a shade of green or brown with pale or white bellies. They have a variety of dark and spotty markings on, on the back on their backs and sides can be identified by a black or dark round stripe that stretches from their nose across the eye and back to the shoulder. They can turn color season to better match their seasonally to better match their environments. Their skin is covered in small bumps. They have warm legs compared to their bodies. And they tend to be slender. Their toes are long and only very slightly webbed. On the end of each toe is a round, sticky toe powder disc used for climbing and sticking to surfaces. Males also have an extra and far less noticeable toe on their outer thumbs used exclusively in M. plexus. Fertilization is external. Pacific tree frogs are common on the Pacific coast of Oregon and Washington. Alright, I've already read about that. Hmm. Alright. Oh boy! This is a cool one. A tailed frog. Let's see. Searching it up. Hmm. Hmm. 
The tail frogs are two species of frogs in genus Axcassius. They only attack certain blah blah blah. The existence of the visual tail appendage makes the frog family distinct from all other frogs. Thus, its wider classification is difficult as usual. This is. Wow, there isn't much good information here. The tail is in the milk of the tail distinctive anatomical features adapting the species to live in fast flowing streams. These are the only North American frogs that can reproduce by internal fertilization. Its scientific name means without a spade from the printer prefe prefix A, the ancient Greek castle, relating to the mantra spade. Which these frogs do not have. Hmm. Alright, they're small around 2.5 to 5 centimeters and are found in steep, flat flowing streams in Montana, Idaho, Washington, Oregon, and Northern California, the Northwest United States, and Southeastern British Columbia. The tail frog shares certain characteristics with the way people grip it. Primitive frogs native to New Zealand, of which I may inform the sister taxes. The creek store pretty belongs to the tailed frog there. Hmm. There wasn't much of information on tailed frogs, but they're so unique and cool. So, yep, I had a good time in the Pacific North. I had a good time in the Pacific Northwest. Now, time to, uh, now, time Time to, uh, time to get back on the helicopter and hey, where's the helicopter? It was ripped to shreds by angry zookeepers! but one of which is missing an arm! Run for your lives! Reptile World was uh, was written by me, Irvin, and by Miles. It wouldn't be possible without Zoo. We get our information from Wikipedia. The so, uh, the silly characters fr come from Keen, and, and it it was sent to you by uh, it was written it was produced by us and sent to you by Anchor. Thank you.